Hi, this is Susan, and this is When Autumn Comes. This is a podcast for moms and the people who love them, who are facing seasons that are just not typical for other families. I know this intro is different. I know you're a little confused, but it's summer vacation. So instead of talking about autumn, we're talking about summer. Because like our normal intro says, everything does come in seasons. And this season, (laughs) I'm on vacation. But just because it's summer and I have booked my calendar to the fullest that I can possibly book it, doesn't mean y'all aren't getting new When Autumn Comes episodes. Maybe we should call it When Summer Comes episodes. I don't really know. But I have a short, sweet summertime series for you to get you through until we're back in autumn. So whether you are on vacation, pondering vacation, or in dire need of vacation, grab your headphones, a beverage of choice. Let's pretend we are together. Cheers, y'all. Here we are, three seconds later in real time, but a whole week later in podcast time. Welcome back, Amy from Floyo Travel, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So Amy's here to talk to us about mobility tips this week. What you got for us? Mobility tips and tricks for traveling. Things to think about. We're going to dive right into, because last week, if you didn't listen, um, hop. it's just changing that mindset around trying things. How did we say it's it? Not like, you know, trying, it is scary. It's, it's hard. Scary, it's scary. It's hard. And you've got to shift your mindset into long term by taking everything on. Am I helping my family? Am I helping myself? All the things. So we've gotten over those humps. And now you're ready to try to staycation. Even like you say, just go to a hotel for a night or two with your family, changing up the routine. And there is something, even without a large, you know, the planes, trains, and automobiles, just getting out of the house into a different routine without the, for me, it was without the staff coming in and out and the therapies and the appointments and all of those things. It's, it was those little things that grew into our bigger trips. So if you want to go... Sometimes it's even difficult to just go to a doctor's appointment. Like sometimes it is just tough to load up all the stuff and go into the hospital for an appointment for the day. And to mentally go... Why would you put all of that? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Why would you put all of that on yourself for fun? (laughs) And... A few times we would go into the city to see a show, like especially around Christmas when the kids were little and they did the, you know, how the Grinch stole Christmas or the whatever on mm-hmm. stage and all those kinds of things. Um, and then as Sarah got older and we are very fortunate to be near Boston, so we would do Broadway in Boston and, mm-hmm. you know, we saw Wicked and, you know, all the shows. So, um, but doing those things, even if it's just a night to sleep in a different bed, get out of that routine where you're, you're able to shift your mind to think, okay, it's possible. Mm-hmm. So when you are traveling, just because you use the Riften HTP shower chair, blah, 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 mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's what you need when you are traveling. Yes. Is it the best for support and positioning and ease? Yes. <laughs> but yeah. I can tell you right now, like we were talking, Sarah goes away to camp. Her camp shower chair is a $10 foldable 
over-the-shoulder bag camp chair uh, mm-hmm. made out of nylon from Walmart. Mm-hmm. In that like beach we, chair. Yeah. That's what we shower yeah. her in because awesome. it dries and it's easy to transport mm-hmm. back and forth. If it, you know, and yes, is she super comfortable? Is she getting the best shower of her life? Absolutely not. Is she getting the dirt and gunk hosed off real quick? And then they put her in, you know, to bed to do the positioning. Yeah. Yes. And it works. So yeah. sometimes it's thinking, how else can we do this and getting away from, and I want to say like, and take the risk, take the chance, mm-hmm. you know, that obviously you can't not take the feeding pump if that's how your child eats. Right. Um, we are not condoning leave home necessary life or death. Yeah. <laughs> Been but, there, done that. Yeah. But there were times we would travel and we would create a bolus schedule instead of a pump schedule. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't always attached and playing around with some of those schedules is a big is a big piece of it. If, so if your child can handle that, then absolutely. I mean, and I think giving the flexibility to the, I mean, we all have rigid schedules because that's how we keep things flowing in the house. But maybe part of vacation is loosening up the schedule is what you're telling me. You're telling me I have to loosen my schedule. Right. And <laughs> if, but again, if it right, is safe no. for my child, everything that is safe for my child. Right. Obviously you're not going to like skip meds or whatever, if that's, but even right. like, those are the like, whew, but I want you, you know, I, this is why I was so excited to talk to you is I want people to hear it, that it's, a it is mindset more than anything. Mm-hmm. And it is not quote unquote, your child, it is you. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling y'all out. Like it is you. Yeah. Um, because yeah. our children are who they are. Like yeah. it, it, you know, and they, from my experience, I mean, and Listeners know that Lorelai wrecked literally every single vacation we tried to take. She decided she wanted to check out all the hospitals she could see. She wanted mm-hmm. to spend all of her holidays in the ICU. And it took that little sassy five-year-old to teach me that things can be rescheduled. Things can mm-hmm. be planned again. Like she would have medical complications, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And she, I learned hard. Yeah. But I and learned then, it was all me. And yeah. yeah. And it's and especially like that holiday thing. We do the same thing. Like it's just a day on the calendar. We can celebrate yeah. even Christmas. We can celebrate it whenever we are having mm-hmm. the good day to celebrate it. Right. Or whatever, yeah. you know, however it works, all of those things are, again, it's, you've got to look at that bigger picture of your day-to-day medical life and that mm-hmm. bigger picture of the universe and all of those things. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and the key in doing that, like we talked about last week, is just slowing down just enough. Yeah. Um, and in, like I said, with all the families I worked with for accessible travel and hearing their stories, because they didn't talk to me, like the horror stories, because mm-hmm. they hadn't talked to me, is also just understanding what is and isn't feasible and what is and isn't doable. Um, and, and that brings up a good question. Like how, yeah. So if I'm going to a new city, mm-hmm. how do I know what, since the topic of this episode is mobility, how do I know if I'm going to be able to get my kid in and out of the hotel? How about yeah. like, will, will, can, can I get my kid in restaurants? Like things like that as somebody who doesn't travel with my child often or ever scares me and worries me. The biggest thing to understand is that ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act, is only in the U.S. 
So if you go to Canada or Mexico, I'm just trying to think people who might live close Mm -hmm. to the borders and want to pop over, they don't have those rules. So things may or may not be as accessible as you would expect them to be. But I also say just because it is ADA compliant does not mean it is accessible. Or, yeah. or fun or, you know, easily accessible. Easily. Yeah. 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 It might meet all the requirements needed, but you're still bumping in all the tables to get over there and all those things. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, I always say, you know, work with a travel professional who would know those areas. And again, with the internet being what it is, Google it, look at the picture, you know, oh, we might want to eat. We heard about this really cool place in Nashville we want to eat at. Look at the pictures, go on an Insta, you know, look at what people are posting. You'll see the layout. Is it all high tops? My kid can't eat at a high top or, you know, like whatever those types of things are what, and it's one of those like, oh, duh. Yeah. Right. But again, when you've been doing it for over 20 years, it's just for me as a travel person becomes instinctual Mm -hmm. as to what I'm looking for. So that's why I just say, ask the questions and know what to expect. The flip side is also you have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Are my kids most comfortable in their power chair driving independently or whatever? Absolutely. But when we travel, depending on where we're going and well, you know, we have three chairs to choose from the push chair, the stroller, foldable convey mm-hmm. chair and the power chair, mm-hmm. you know, so like the full on power chair, the zippy, quickie manual chair for those who kind of know what I'm talking about um, or the conveyed foldable chair. So if we're going to a place that's going to be a little more crowded, we use a push chair mm-hmm. because she's going to be not nervous driving around people, but she wants to be there and see the things and experience it. She's right. focusing on, Oh my God, right. I don't hit anybody. Right. Yeah. So those power chairs are heavy. Right. <laughs> speaking you know, uh, speaking yeah, of somebody whose kid ran her over. Got it. Yeah. Right. And yes, the power chair, you can take out of power and push it, which we did in New York City. Don't ever do that again. Um, <laughs> because like, oh, okay, yeah, we can push. So we're in Times Square, you know, over the bumps. And, yes, everything's fully accessible. But should we have just told her to suck it up and be in her manual chair? Yes. You see, you see what I mean? There's, there's ways that you make it work either way. And like you said, doesn't always go to plan and we made it work. We, you know, unlocked the brakes and we pushed her. What about as far as like traveling airplane wise with equipment? Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily. I know we kind of covered, you don't have to take everything, but do you call the airline or if I, I guess if somebody works with you, you know, all of this and you can say, this is how this airline works. Here's the equipment. Right. A lot of it. um, a lot of it depends on which type of aircraft it is, not necessarily which airline it is, because okay. they all have different types of planes, you mm-hmm. know, and some have different kinds. So quick tips on flying. When you fly, you can bring a seven-inch tools or smaller in your carry-on. So a folding screwdriver set, an Allen wrench set for those of us who are always fixing chairs and putting things back together. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bring that in your carry-on. And I always do. And the TSA guy always looks and I'm like, call your guy. Call, like, I know. <laughs> and I say, the rule's seven inches. These are six and a half. And, blah, blah, blah. and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they let it on. So <laughs> it's yeah. just, again, it's knowing. So we bring her, it's a pink camel little bag and it's got all her tools in it. And when you fly with your chair, it is stored under the plane. So we take off 
any extra parts, the bags, the hooks, the joysticks, yeah, the chest straps, the, anything yep. that could get caught or broken or whatever. Now we typically travel with her push chair or her folding chair, not the power chair, um, just for quickness and ease. But if you must, must, must travel with a power chair, it happens all the time. People do it all the time. And it's understanding, again, what folds, what comes off, what doesn't come off. Like I said, I would use always put the joystick in the carry-on because you don't want that getting knocked around. Yeah. And um, knowing what kind of plane, and I'm using my hands and you can't see me, but what kind of plane it can go in as is, mm-hmm. standing up. Most planes, honestly, they're going to lay it on its side to get it in. So if you have a mount for a communication device or a tray or something, and it's on the side, like that, we we just take off as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And people, oh my God, I can't imagine. (gasps) And I, and again, I work with, I work with y'all all the time. So I know all the heart attacks about flying with a power chair. And yes. But again, you bring your tools, you take off what you can. It's doing the best you can with what you have and being prepared. Right. I think the being prepared part is just knowing I how mean, it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And but things, things get knocked around sometimes. Yeah. But again, if something gets knocked around or whatever, the airlines will replace it. It might take a, you know, you got to go through it and all the things. Yeah. But, you know, I know people who've gotten brand new chairs from American Airlines because Mm-hmm. Yeah, because something happened. But the percentage of that based on the percentage of people flying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they do lay on their chair on their sides. Um, and also if maybe and things to think about for those of you who might have, and I work with a lot of um, especially teenagers and things who have had their hip surgeries or working on their yeah. elbows and all the things. So they are mobile and they are walking with a walker and you know, mm-hmm. they have some ambulation. Yeah. Just because they have some ambulation doesn't mean they want ambulation on vacation because it's exhausting. So keep in mind, you can rent chairs when you arrive. You don't have to bring, as long as they can kind of get on and off the plane and do those things, you don't mm-hmm. have to take their backup chair with them. You can rent something when you get there. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, one of my biggest, biggest things is less is more. Less is yeah. more. If you and that's if you do not use or your child or whoever you're traveling with does not use a chair or a scooter regularly, do not get them a power scooter mm-hmm. to use on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go and again, you're like, well, they can do it, and they're but it's going to be crowded. It's unfamiliar places. It's you know, yeah. go with a push version, things like mm-hmm. that. Things to ask at the hotel. You know, we don't prefer to be near the elevator. But mm-hmm. after a long day, the hallways, you know, it's, some of these hotels are mazes. Yeah. And a mm-hmm. long hallway can be brutal after a long day. So take the room near the elevator. Most quote unquote accessible rooms will not have a tub. They may be roll-in showers. So if you need a tub, that those are things to ask. I always ask. Things, yeah. Is, yeah. Is it an accessible room with a tub or a shower? Because when she was little, we needed a tub. So we often didn't request an accessible room. Mm-hmm. We just put the chair in the corner. Yeah. When you are working with a family planning a vacation, do you ask the mom or a dad 
these kind of questions so that it kind oh, of yes. brings it. I assume you have like a questionnaire or something. There's a five that you go through. page questionnaire, which again, it's a conversation for me. It's my right. checklist, right. but it's not more work for you. It is a right. conversation. And then and things, you and things to help think find the hotel that can accommodate my child. Yep. The hotel and the type of place that will have um, accessible rideshare or taxis and shuttles um, versus some cities where they're not as prevalent. I mean, um, I didn't know this service existed. Like I knew a travel agent existed, but if I could say, here's what I need, I'm terrified. I've been doing this for six and a half years, six years, six years. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I've been doing this for a handful of years and I'm still terrified to go somewhere new. So if I had somebody that I could trust who not only is a medical mom herself, but has been doing this, like, okay, yeah. just go plan my vacation for me, please. Yes. <laughs> and there are, and I can't, and as we've talked before that I often talk people out of going where they think they want to go. Unless mm-hmm. it's for a family wedding or a thing, they have to be in this location. It's let's see what all your needs are. Let's see. What are you going for relaxation and rest? Are you going for entertainment and excitement? Are you, you know, what do you like? Again, do you like outdoors or do you like the city? Do you want to see shows or do you want to be at the lake? So again, through all those questions, we figure out, you know, what you need and where, where you want to be. And then we understand, you know, how to access the assistance at the airport or the cruise port, mm-hmm. how to find an accessible ride. Um, and again, same thing. We've only rented accessible van on one vacation. That's another reason we also take her push chair. We can get the suburban <laughs> rental car, which are more yep. easy to get, yep. you know, more easy to find. And we can fold it and throw it in the back and put her in the seat, you know, with some, with her stress. <laughs> was it you that when we spoke last time mentioned cruising was a great option because. Yes, I was going to bring that up. I didn't know if you want me to bring yeah. that up this one or the next one, but yes, cruising is an amazing option because mm-hmm. you unpack once mm-hmm. and you get to experience different things. Everything's included. They're often amazing with food choices and dietary needs and all the things. Um, they have wonderful accessible rooms. Mm-hmm. Quick note, cruising is least expensive. You're going to get the best price on a cruise when it is announced, which is why most cruises start booking a year out. Interesting. So yes, are there rooms available? You know, yeah, we can usually find you something, but you're going to pay more and you may not get the best accessible space that you're looking for. So if you're thinking of a cruise or you're thinking of trying something, the sooner you book, the better room options and space and things you're going to get. Let's pause the cruise conversation and we'll pick it back up next week because yeah, that's a whole other conversation. eating on a cruise and everything, like I'm excited. Um, I'm not going on a cruise, but we'll talk about that next week. Great. I hope wherever this episode finds you this summer, that you are clinging to hope and creating joy and memories. I know that every season for us Yeah, the seasons change, but our routine often doesn't. This season may be hard for you. You may find yourself dreading the hurricanes or facing unbearable heat. But just like we say that autumn has its golden leaves and beautiful sunsets, summer also has fireflies 
and family cookouts, or sunrises and glasses of lemonade. You can learn more about Amy and her travel agency, Floyo Travel, at floyotravel.com. And you can actually, if you're looking for something fun to do, join us in the When Autumn Comes Society. We have a summer book club going on, and we also have a bunch of fun conversations happening here and there. I don't know what we're talking about today, but hey, join us. Lastly, I just want to add that I do have a new Patreon account. And if you are interested in helping this podcast continue, I'm an independently produced and created podcast. So if you like what I'm dishing out and want to help support the cause and help this podcast grow, I got lots of options for you. And I would love, love, love your support. I hope you guys are having a great summer and we'll see you next week.